This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. My guest today is Arthur Geese. Here's here to talk about his review of Mass Effect Andromeda. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Arthur, welcome to the program. Hello. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, Urgent message coming in from the elusive man. Patching him in through the comm room. I'm sorry, Joker. That'll have to wait. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm here with Arthur to talk about Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I, I tell you what, before we get too deep in the meat of Mass Effect Andromeda, let's talk about the sort of baggage you're bringing from previous Mass Effects into this one. What was sort of your history with the franchise to this point? Uh, if Mass Effect was a person, I would marry it. Okay. How's that? Good. <laughs> uh, I think Mass Effect is probably my favorite sort of gaming thing at this point. It's like the, as far as my, uh, my attachment to it, I think is definitely higher than anything else for sure. Um, We've heard a lot about the um, sort of failings of Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, it seems mm -hmm. to be, and, and I think it's interesting primarily because um, this was by the third one, like such a polished series that I think it was very strange. Like it, I think that's become the most notable thing about this one because that, in part because that last one was so polished. Um, this is a very broad question, but uh, and kind of pointless, but. If you were to quantify a percentage of time, you would say you were enjoying yourself while playing Mass Effect Andromeda versus not enjoying yourself. How do you think that breaks down? I I think I would say probably 75 to 80% of the time I was enjoying myself. Okay. Um, uh, accounting for the timeline that I was on, um, which is sort of a mitigating factor. Uh, and I think that in some ways... Um, there's a real rose-colored glasses effect on the last on the previous Mass Effect games, as far as this sort of broad sentiment of their polish versus what they think they know about Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, that honestly, if you go back, is not especially borne out. There are lots of gifs and videos of crazy stuff happening in Mass Effect games. One of which Polygon runs on a on a regular basis uh, has a series about it. Um, but there's lots of, of weird stuff that's always happened in Bioware games. And in that regard, I don't know that Mass Effect Andromeda is particularly different. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think that production values for some games have gotten so incredibly high that it's easy to take a game that depends as heavily as Mass Effect Andromeda and the other games uh, do on conversations to hold it up against something like uncharted or even like the cutscenes in a game like halo five or, or any other big triple a game and say, well, they can look like this. Why can't you look like this? Um, 
and and I get that inclination, but the sort of scale and scope of Mass Effect's character interaction is so far beyond the stuff that you're seeing in a lot of these guided AAA experiences that I, I don't think that the comparison holds particularly well. Um, what were some of the uh, the the big sort of detractors for you? Things that got in the way of the core experience that you really enjoyed? Uh, the first two to four hours of the game <laughs> that bad huh? uh i think it starts poorly uh i think it starts poorly in almost every regard um it really tries to put a lot of emotional punch behind uh things happening to characters you don't know um mm-hmm. and i think that the thing with mass effect 2 and mass effect 3 is that they both started off with these sort of crazily impactful opening sequences um and they're really effective, but they also were building on a foundation that Bioware had laid with the original Mass Effect game. The the things that happen at the beginning of Mass Effect 2 are impactful because of the baggage you bring to it, having played the first one. And the third one is the sort of culmination and check cashing for the entire series. And Andromeda tries to start with that big sort of oomph that the, that the last two games did, and it doesn't it hasn't earned any of that. Um, you don't care about the writers half an hour into Mass Effect Andromeda. You don't know any of the characters and their problems don't really resonate at all. Um, And I think that it pins a lot on those things and it stumbles when it does. And also the, there's a lot of sort of handholding and, and tutorializing early on. And it's just, it really slows the game down. And when the game slows itself down and makes you sort of jump through all these hoops it's just not making a great impression when the game is succeeding when it's hitting on all the cylinders does it feel like like is it succeeding in the same way the previous mass effect games did or does it feel like it's succeeding in different ways i think one of the things it does differently that is often largely successful is the way that the game is structured which is that um the previous mass effect games were for all intents and purposes series of rooms and hallways that were often made to look like these big open spaces, but they were very narrow and very constrained. And that is not at all what Andromeda is. Andromeda's spaces uh, of which there are probably eight or nine habitats or places that you go are pretty big open world areas. And you go to these towns that largely exist in these areas. Um, and there's a real sense of of place and discovery that the series has never done especially well sure. uh, and that it actually winnowed down and and really streamlined over the course of the trilogy because the sort of nature of that console generation meant that they had to keep taking things out if they wanted to add something in like the sort of apocryphal story is that by the time mass effect 3 came out they were squeezing resources from so many different places technologically speaking on the ps3 and xbox 360 that they couldn't even let you holster your weapons during action sequences because that was memory they just didn't have to spare Mm -hmm. uh and so uh, it's definitely a evolution from that one of the things that i i find the hardest to sort of get past i'm a big fan of of contextually uh, games that you can appreciate contextually um, and and it certainly sounds from your intro like that's what we've got here. But 
Um, one of the things that I find it really hard to get past is feeling like a game is wasting my time. And I have the unnerving sense from looking at your review that maybe I'm going to get that sense if I play Mass Effect Andromeda. Is that accurate? I think that there are lots of spots where it feels like it's wasting tiny bits of your time, but it's Mm -hmm. wasting tiny bits of your time in rapid succession. Um, I think that the, the sort of worst defender is the map screen, like the, the sort of astro navigation interface, because there are just these unskippable scenes of zooming out from the planet you're on and zooming to the next planet or zooming out from the planet you're on and zooming into a new system. And, the these are like 10 to 15 second interludes that just add up and add up because there's three or four planets or six or seven planets per system and if you want to get that 100% completion for the system you have to look at every planet and i did it over and over again hoping i would find something interesting and really never did um so i guess i would recommend that you don't necessarily need to go to all these planets to do these things in these galaxies because the game will take you to where you need to go uh, or it will guide you where you need to go without having to do that exploration. But that kind of defeats some of the purpose. Sure. Right. I feel like there's a completionist. Yeah. Well, and also mass effect, a lot of it hinges on the magic of, of discovery of like this, especially with this game of this crazy new galaxy that not only do you as a player not know, but the characters in it don't know because for Shepard and his crew in mass effect one through three or their crew, sorry, femme Shep is a thing. Um, for those crews, those galaxies were known, uh, and there were new things in them, but it was set amongst this known quality. Whereas in Andromeda, they have no idea what's going on. They're more than 600 light years from home, uh, more than, in more than 600 years chronologically away from everything they've known so it's like there should be a sense of discovery and there is in a lot of cases but it's really undermined in spots by this by this map screen and i think that there's a lot of minor examples of the game getting in its own way like Mm -hmm. the inventory system from the first game largely returns up to and including needing to break things down into components in the field if you run out of inventory space which is just mind-boggling because the inventory system is one of the few things of the first game that was sort of universally derided and so for it to appear in basically the same way here is really confusing um we've got a bunch of questions from listeners and i want to hit you with with uh some of them uh the first one comes from kieran robertson who says do we see any characters from the previous Mass Effect game show up in Andromeda? I I don't I don't know how to answer questions like this because you know quote spoilers. Uh, well, I, if the answer was no, I don't think that's a spoiler. So I, I there there are references to characters from previous games, um, but I see that I, works. That. Makes sense. Um, are the characters likable? I can handle a slow build if I like the builders. That's from Nick Wester. Uh, I think that the characters that the game starts out with are the least interesting characters in the game, uh, specifically, which are Liam and Cora, the human squad mates, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of Mass Effect tradition, in my opinion, at this point, that the human squad mates are the least interesting squad mates. Sure. Um, I think that eventually you get to know them better and they're a little more interesting, and I'm sure someone will like them. I didn't particularly care for them. Um, I, 
I think that they've got interesting stories and are coming from interesting places and have interesting missions uh, to go on. Uh, I think that the non-human crew is a hell of a lot more interesting. Um, I I think that per Mass Effect tradition, the Turian-Krogan banter is still a highlight of the game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the sort of new, they're all new characters, but one of the sort of characters from a race that you haven't seen before is especially like interesting and very complex and complicated. Uh, and I really liked him. Um, I think that it does interesting stuff with these ideas. If you played previous Mass Effect games of what the species are, uh, all of the members of your crew deviate in a pretty significant way from what's expected uh, of those species if you have a lot of time spent in Mass Effect. Um, sometimes when a game sort of falls short of expectations, there's two sort of possibilities that I can see is one is that was um, just lack of resources, which could include money or time. Uh, the other being just sort of a misguided direction, you know, wanting just a direction that doesn't really congeal. Um, does the and and certainly there have been some poor reception that Mass Effect Andromeda has has been met with. W- w- does it feel to you like a case of? bad like just not enough time like a a little bit more polish and this could have been you know all time or just like uh, well you all have a different take on mass effect and it's not really you know there's a lot of issues with it i think um more time certainly could have helped it because of some basic stability and technical things um it seems that there are design decisions in the game that are at odds with other design decisions Mm. Um, kind of designed by committee a little bit, maybe, maybe I, or, or maybe direction changed somewhat, or there were sort of disagreements about what was or wasn't important. And I don't want to speculate a, yeah, yeah. about, about what happened because, you know, I wasn't there and we don't make games for a living, so we can't know, but there are definitely pieces of the game that feel incongruous. Um, remarkably, one of the things that I was surprised by is that it doesn't feel like the story was especially butchered. Like the main sort of story and the side stories feel coherent and not like they've been just absolutely butchered, which is a real like rare thing in a video game story. Uh, And I think that that's one of the ways that the game actually succeeds is that regardless of some of its systems issues and mechanical sort of uh, contradictions that the story and narrative stuff is in place and doesn't feel cast aside or given short shrift um but i don't know i don't know that more time would have fixed all the problems that the game has i think that it feels like there are conflicting philosophies at play in this game and that there was never a a sort of settling on a common middle ground that everyone could agree on uh or certainly not one that integrated all of those ideas equally and in a way that complements uh each of them uh sarah wants to know how was the family narrative which twin did arthur play and did it affect his experience uh so for people who don't know this game gives you the option to play as a male or female main character but they handle that differently in this by giving you a pair of siblings a brother and a sister um Mm -hmm. and i played scott Ryder, the the male sibling because uh in these games i try to basically just make myself and play myself through this um yeah and honestly uh i was a little surprised at how little role that the other twin plays for most of the game um 
They're, well, it makes sense though, right? Because they have to be interchangeable. Sure. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm sure that there are plenty of very reasonable explanations for why it is, why it's the case, but just based on what little I saw of the game leading up to it, and I went on pretty heavy blackout for Mass Effect Andromeda, um, it just seemed like they would be there more. Um, and they're really not. They're, they're pretty much a non-issue for the bulk of the game, um, which isn't to say that family... Uh, is left out. I, family is a pretty big narrative hook throughout the game. It's a pretty big theme gone to mm-hmm. throughout the game. Um, there are there's a sort a whole series of side quests related to uh, memory triggers that relate directly to the writer's father and their parents and the sort of like origins of of their family's decision to to come to Andromeda. And I think that. A lot of that is not mission critical to the game story, but is extremely important to the sort of foundational fiction of Andromeda and the sort of story of the Ryder family. And I, if you were going to play this game, I would strongly advise you to play the memory fragment sections uh, and, and not to skip those. And it would seem to be easy because there's so many, so much side stuff in the game, but I strongly advise that the memory triggers are something that you'd focus on. Um, but that being said, you don't actually need, I mean, am I correct in assuming like you don't need to bring previous Mass Effect experience to this game, right? To get everything out of it? Uh, to get everything out of it, I absolutely think that the more that you know about Mass Effect, the more of those games that you remember, the more you'll be sort of rewarded by stuff and have your expectations both met and subverted. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's sort of a big part of the fun for me in the game is that I want to know how it connects to the previous games. I want to know what happened. And the premise of the game actually is a really brilliant sidestep of the challenges that Bioware introduced for themselves with the different possible endings from Mass Effect 3. Hmm. Um, in that the Andromeda initiative, which is all these arcs that are filled with humans and aliens and shot to the Andromeda galaxy over the course of 600 years, uh, left the Milky way prior to the events of mass effect two. So nobody really knows about the reapers. Like no one has any idea of what happened. Okay. Um, So, those aren't questions that are generally asked because everybody just assumes, well, everybody we know is dead. Like I'm sure that everything is fine and we'll hear from them soon, but the events of Andromeda take place pretty quickly, like over the course of weeks or months. Um, so. uh, here's a question from Alex who uh, says something that we sort of touched around. Um, and I wanted to, to bring it back to you. Uh, Alex says reviews of this game seem so divisive do you think the writing slash plot is as subjective as this division seems to indicate? Um, in your first sentence of your review, you say, I really like Mass Effect Andromeda, but I don't know that you will. Um, and I think it's interesting. A lot of times with with reviews, I think with a good review, um, the first line really can convey the the bulk of everything you need to say. And I feel like if I had asked you, what you thought of Mass Effect Andromeda, this exact sentence is what I would have gotten. So my follow-up question, had you said that to me, would have been very similar to Alex. It would have been, what? who is the person that will 
very much like Mass Effect. And first, before you answer that, who is the person who will very much not be able to get down with this Mass Effect game? I think if you want like these very strong sort of stories that are independent of character moments, that the story of Mass Effect Andromeda is fine, that it has a beginning, middle, and end, that there are some big reveals. Um, I think if you are craving a villain like Saren or a pseudo antagonist like the elusive man, that you're going to come away disappointed because that's not really what the game is about. Mm. Um, I think if you play the Mass Effect games for all the character stories, for the current interaction, to warn about those characters, to to develop these relationships, um, which is something that I cover in the review, that it's not something that many games really give you an opportunity to do, that you'll have companions and you learn about them, but you're not guiding that relationship. And I think that that's something that Andromeda actually does quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that you need to put time into it. And that's like, I don't want to speak to how other people played the game because I don't want to think of reasons or give excuses or but either for reviews or for the game. Uh, the game is what it is and they are what they are. And uh, the the thing that I would say is that I really felt an obligation to myself as a massive fan and to the game to dive as far into the fiction as it would let me, um, which is why it took me so long to play it. And we did not have a lot of time with this game. Um, and I yeah. think that any rational human being given the time frame that we were given on this game, we meaning the games press would not see all the story that there is to see in this game because it's not reasonable to expect that. And honestly, a lot of people who play it won't see that unless they're really committed to, to doing that. Um, Arthur, are you at this point after Andromeda more or less excited about the future of the Mass Effect franchise I I think that there's just a absolutely ridiculous amount of possibilities and and unanswered questions uh, from Andromeda that I sort of am desperate to have resolved. Um, it has it has an enemy. It has a lot of mysteries that it does actually tie up pretty neatly by the end if you've done the side content in it. But even doing almost everything, there are some pretty big unanswered questions um, and sort of chinks in the armor of the Andromeda initiative and the sort of crew dynamic that I I'm really curious to see what happens. And there's just a ton of unanswered questions about what happened to the Milky way galaxy. There's like what happened to all the arcs, what happened to all the colonies, like who are this enemy, who is this phenomenon that caused so much trouble in the Andromeda galaxy. There are a lot of questions that the game has to answer and, it's set in a really cool, interesting fiction that's not, that's both reminiscent of a lot of sci-fi universes, but is has managed to build a sort of distinct reality of its own. And so I'm really excited at the prospect of more Mass Effect. I'm actually pretty excited about the prospect of story-based DLC for Andromeda, which going by previous Mass Effect games is a given. Uh, and I'd be really disappointed if they didn't, but... Uh, I'm I'm still excited for Mass Effect. I enjoyed Andromeda a lot. I just think that my recommendation has to be enormously contextual and very 
very underlined by caveats as to who should check it out and, and what they might get out of it. Um, Arthur, uh, thank you so much for talking to me about uh, this video game. I'm still kind of torn about whether or not I'm going to play it. I'm still kind of on the fence about that. And I don't feel like I'm more... Don't feel, What can you say to help put me one, one way or the other? Just help me make my decision, Arthur. Did you love Mass Effect 1 through 3? Did you love the universe? Did you love yeah, the characters? It's a, good, it's a good universe. Then, yeah, I think you should play it. Fine. God, you're pushy sometimes. I know. Uh, for us, if you want to read Arthur's review, you can do so on Polygon.com. We got a ton of other stuff on there, so just go check all of it out, enjoy it, and gobble it up. More content. Um, but uh, that's for now. We are done. So until the next time, we have a game to talk about. My name is Justin McRoy for Arthur Geese. Thank you for listening to Polygons Quality Control.